We do have NDP MLA and health critic David Shepard joining us, though, this morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. I, I, as I was going through that, I kind of realized, gee, I don't want to make you sound like a consolation prize, David. <laughs> Oh, not at all, not at all. Uh, you know what? The opposition, specifically your leader, Rachel Nodley, has made it fairly clear that you think that this 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 reopening plan is recklessly aggressive. Explain so, what you sir, So, well, certainly what we see is this is the most ambitious and, uh, and aggressive reopening strategy in Canada. We have a very quick pivot uh, from Alberta, have unfortunately been in the position of having had the highest per capita COVID rates in North America due to the decisions of this government. Uh, we've brought those numbers down because Albertans have really shown up and sacrificed and buckled down. They've done that in spite of the government, the Premier, who've been dealing with their own political issues and challenges. But what we really want to see here now is if we are going to have this, what hopefully is going to be our final reopening, give people people that freedom that they desperately want. I think I want that too. And people deserve to have that opportunity to take off the masks and not have to worry about the pressures of the pandemic. We want to make sure that our opening strategy is going to be one that is going to get us there and allow us to stay there. But what we see here is a very ambitious plan with thresholds that are lower than everywhere else, moving faster than everywhere else. And given the Premier's track record, we just have some concerns about what are his motivations for doing so. Well, I think you have to also look at just the frustration and the exhaustion. Uh, there, there are a lot of people who are going, yes, this is absolutely reckless. I'm seeing a lot of people also doing, thank goodness, it's time to, it's time to, to get rolling get our economy protected, get our lives back and go for it. And they're, they're putting faith and trust that this is going to be the right, to, the right way to get there. Absolutely. And I, I sympathize. I mean, I really do get it. It's been 14 months. And I know it's been incredibly hard for individuals to be away from family, to be trapped indoors. Uh, it's been incredibly difficult for businesses who've had to ride this roller coaster that unfortunately the Premier has put them on so many times with very last minute announcements as he keeps waiting to the last minute to take actions that could have been taken earlier and not been as bad. But again, we want to make sure that for those folks that we give them the reward, it's not gonna have to be snatched away again. So there are some good things here. I think tying it to vaccination rates. That is what every jurisdiction is doing. But we are doing it at levels that are lower than every other jurisdiction. I think doing it in stages is a good approach, but we have two-week stages instead of three, and we are putting things out there a lot faster. So really what we are asking to see is more of the science and the data, and Dr. Hinshaw will be up today. She wasn't there to comment yesterday. I think it's going to be very important to hear from her. Um, medical experts are also raising some concerns. They're the ones that are seeing the impacts on the front lines. And again, they don't want to deny people the freedom. They want that freedom too. But they want to make sure that we're going to be able to do it in a way that's not going to endanger any more lives. You mentioned Dr. Hinshaw. Each time that she does come up and gets asked a pointed question about, uh, you know, background and facts and, and, and medical reasonings and all that, we don't really get an answer from her. Is she just in an impossible position? Do you sympathize with her? Do you want her to be more forceful? What do you think she should be doing? What, more, what further role should she be playing? 
So I have huge respect for Dr. Hinshaw's expertise, and I truly believe that she's trying to do what she feels is best for the province of Alberta, and I think indeed she is. She's working by the medical science, but she has been clear that she makes recommendations, and it's the premier and his cabinet that make the decisions. So what I would like to see is that the premier show his good faith with Albertans and release the information that he's received from Dr. Hinshaw. Let us see the data and the science that he made these decisions based on. Uh, Let us see what it is that's informing these choices, why he feels that Alberta can do this so much faster than every other jurisdiction in Canada. That's what the Premier can do here. Dr. Hinshaw has made her recommendations. It's up to the Premier to show us what they are. You know what? Uh, much has been made about looking uh, south of the border because they have been ahead of us on, on the vaccination uh, rollout. They've been able to... They, not great in the past, but uh, more recently, uh, things are reopening there. We're seeing crowds at hockey games. You're seeing outdoor events and, and people gathering together. You're looking at Texas and Florida, which uh, you know may have flouted some of the science early on, and there are many people who believe that that people's lives were lost because of it uh, but now uh, with the, the, you know Texas for example was at what 50 percent and they started to, to open things up you know wide open uh, we're into a seasonal time of year it was quieter last year where our vaccinations are up higher why wouldn't we think that this has a good chance of success so again there I think there there are some good things here and again tying things to vaccinations and those things are scientific but again we are seeing that we are doing this so much faster than the rest of Canada I think it's fair to ask why and look at the science behind that I think we also have to remember there's a couple other factors here we are doing this based on a single dose of vaccination here in the province of Alberta and while we know a single dose is quite effective it is not fully effective so what are the timelines for when we can start to see second doses rolled out and how does that factor into things secondly we have areas of the province where we have very low vaccine uptake compared to others and that and we are looking at a universal reopening so we're going to have folks from parts of the province where vaccination uptake is very low going in with no restrictions potentially into parts into other parts of the province and medical experts are saying that's offers opportunities for new outbreaks and new uh, new potential issues to arise. So these, again, are some of the other questions, and I can't speak to necessarily exactly what those rates are in Texas or yeah. Florida. My understanding is they'd have a higher level of people with two doses. Uh, so... It seems to me that this is uh, simply a, a gamble, I guess uh, is one way to put it. Gambling that uh, those first first dose vaccinations will work, that, uh, you know, the, the seasonal, the fact we're going into summer might help, that a lot more activities are outdoors anyway. Uh, we did have a better summer than what we certainly had in the spring last year, so it, it's a bit of a, a gamble. Jason Kinney could have come out of this looking, you know, smelling like a rose, and, and it, do you think that's what he's banking on? Well, certainly, I think everybody recognizes this is a premier who badly needs a win after all the damage he has done to himself. Again, he has, by his choice, to continually act last and act least throughout this pandemic. He's put himself in a bad position, and he's made it much harder for a lot of Albertans. And certainly having to fight with his members of his own caucus and all the drama over the last few weeks around folks that outright are denying the reality of the impacts of covid You know, yeah, he's got a pretty good political reason to want to see the stampede go. And honestly, I don't want to say that is what he is doing, but you're right, it is a gamble. 
he's got a good reward at the end if it works for him, but there is a big cost to Albertans if it doesn't. That's why we really just want to see the science. Is there a political potential political cost for you guys, the NDP, for for you know the word naysayers or or the you know the, the Debbie Downers or just going on the opposite side of it if everything does work out, or do you worry about that even in the slightest? Oh, uh, again, again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do it. And Dave, I think what we're all saying is that we want to get there. We all have the same goal in mind. We just want to make sure that when we get there, we don't have to take any steps back. So I truly hope that this is a plan that is based in the science, that is going to be effective, is going to work, that Albertans will truly have that freedom in the time frame that the government says they can. But it is our job as the official opposition to also ask the questions about how this plan is put together to make sure that we are protecting Albertans in the way, as we go along. David Shepard, it's going to be interesting uh, over the next little while. And and I'm curious, uh, come June 1st, do you think you'll head out to a patio? You know, uh, certainly uh, I appreciate all of the businesses here in my constituency at Edmonton downtown, the great work they've been doing. Uh, I have been down and enjoyed the uh, the outdoor park at Routes, uh, Route 107. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think uh, properly distanced in uh, in an outdoor setting, Dr. Hinshaw has been clear that that can be done safely. So I look forward to that. It's all, And it's almost like stage one is not so much the issue because we're basically going back to where we were just before the latest restrictions went down. So it's still relative. It's, it's the stage two and stage three and the speed that you're more concerned with so it's not it's not so much you know june 1st it, it's yeah, mid-june no, it's and then july full removal of restrictions with uh, large crowds that's that's the bigger gamble indeed okay well we'll watch the numbers those metrics that they've put out and we'll see whether or not uh, the, it works or whether it's uh, it's just almost guaranteed to work based on the numbers uh, david shepherd uh health critic with the ndp thanks for your time this morning appreciate it Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.